I'm your host, comedian Joe Ahmed, and this is Beating Walls Only. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Beating Walls Only back at it again with another episode. Continuing with this month's theme, theme ah, God can't even talk. Continuing with this month's theme of Dubstep December, I got a guy out of Philly goes by the name of Jam L. Give it up for Billy Hambridge. What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you? I'm well, I'm great. How you doing? Not bad. Long yeah. work day, but fucking yeah, tell me about it. We're living. Yes, we're we're doing the thing. What do you do for work? Uh, I I do tile. Oh man, so you so you have a, a hard job as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's got its it's got its rough days for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I cut trees for a living. So fuck uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun, but goddamn, like t- like today for example, like I was I had I had the new guy running the job, and he was doing he was making good time and everything, but then. Right at right at the end, it took an hour to rig down this one fucking chunk of wood, and it completely shot the day to hell. Because now we're now we're racing sun, now we're racing the literal lack of sunlight to get this fucking log on the ground. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you've ever done any tree work in the dark at all, but it's fucking hard to see. <laughs> yeah, man. Any 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 work like that is is hard. The bathroom I'm working in right now actually doesn't have lights in it yet. So oh shit. Uh, Every day, it's like you know. Once the sunlight's not coming in the room, you know, drop lights only really do so much for you, right? And shit like that. Yeah, and then but, you, uh, then they're just producing shadows and not really helping 100%. you out. Yeah. yeah. But enough about work. We're here to talk about the fucking art, dude. So, how long have you been uh, producing and DJing? Uh, so I'm in. I'm just over three years. So I'm in my my fourth year. I'm calling it like my my senior year yeah uh yeah I've put a you graduating you getting uh, up there yeah i put a uh, i think i'm right now i'm logged in at like like almost seven thousand hours so by the time i'm done my fourth year that's I your 10k be, yeah i should have my 10k which is you know what they consider like you know professional master, yeah master status quote unquote uh not that i'm anywhere near that but you get what i mean just yeah dude. just to have just to have that on my uh, my belt is is nice. Yeah, I feel that. I'm uh, I'm into my second year of comedy. That's, there you go. That's what that's what uh that's what started the podcast and that's what brought this whole shindig together for me. But uh, definitely not close to ten thousand hours. Got a little more time yet, but you know it is what it is. Now one I thing. Like it's hard. Oh, I feel like ahead. it's harder to put a uh, harder to put dedicated time into comedy though. Cause like, how do you even log, log those hours? You know what I'm saying? Have you oh. been, I'm sure you've been funny your whole life or else you wouldn't want to be a comedian. Uh, I'd like to think so, but I looking <laughs> back, I think I was just cringe as fuck, but At least uh, you can admit it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very self-aware. But uh, one thing I noticed when I was listening to your tunes, is like, um, it's hard. Like I can't pin down what you sound like. You know, you have a very like. I think one of the most unique styles I think I've ever heard. Because like you're definitely in like the darker end, the deeper end, like with the truth and maybe a little 
res influence, but like you have a like it's still that classic dubstep wub and wobble sound almost, you know, like uh, like almost like a Jade Cicada, but a little more heavier. Yeah, man, I kind of I kind of just float in this uh, in this gray zone, uh, and I can I can even agree with that myself because like I I really don't. I don't know. I don't know where to put myself. People are like, who do you sound like? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You sound like you and that's fucking awesome. You know, it's like, it's nice to be able to have like landmarks of of sounds. You can just describe it to people, but you know, you don't want, you don't want to have that in your mind. Like you don't want to have that in people's mind when you're trying to make a name for yourself, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's familiar, but it's like, it's, it's different somehow. And I don't know how to describe how it's different or how I got to that point. But yeah, man. It seems like you uh you getting booked down a lot in Philly or you doing a lot of traveling or uh so uh yeah, a little bit of traveling. Uh things are starting to move. Uh I don't play in Philly that much, uh just because like I want to limit um, you know, like how often I'm there. Kind of like I kind of get picky about like what shows I decide to play in Philly. Um, based on like, you know, the show itself and how well I think I would fit right that. And you know what I mean? Of course, there's a ton of other factors, but yeah, but, uh, traveling is important because, you know, that live, that live aspect, uh, that's, uh, that's how you get people, get people involved the most. Yeah. That's how, that's how I, uh, that's how I got a hold of Vance. You know, I saw him open up for, uh, uh, Murata and Calcium the other week. And he threw the fuck down. I was like, all right, well, he's a he's a Lancaster local ish. I've got to get him on because like, I do try to focus uh, mainly on the surrounding area artists. But unfortunately, that just kind of limits me to a lot of comedians, a couple of jam bands around here, but not too many dubstep yeah. producers out here, you know? Yeah, I feel that. And then uh, like what what got you started in the EDM in general? What made you go like, I want to try this? Uh, so like when I was, uh, when I was in high school, I'm 26. So, you know, like 2012, 11, 10, uh, you know, Skrillex was fucking all over the world. You know what I mean? So I grew up on, on metal and classic rock and, and rap. So, um, you know, when I first heard that music, it was, uh, it was crazy to me, but then, uh, so I had like dabbled it and I never was like a dedicated listener. I went to metal shows until I was like, until like 2014 or so. And then uh, I went to my first, uh, music festival, uh, which was Camp Bisco in Scranton. Which year? And, uh, uh, 2015, the first year at, uh, at Montage Mountain. Was that the and, first uh, year? Oh no. Cause I was yeah. there. I was there 2016. That was my first yeah. festival. I was there there. I was there that year too. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Great times. And that should just change my whole perspective on like, you know what I mean? Like the live music aspect. Right. That first and festival I, really does something to people. Yeah. You find yeah, out if was, you can uh, hang or not. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely what, you know, an eye opening experience. It was a fucking felt like I moved, you know, felt like I moved a mountain. Cause like, dude, that fucking mountain is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it, it takes souls. It takes souls with it sometimes. What, what always yeah, cracks man. me up about Bisco is like, you see everybody happy and healthy at the beginning of the fest. And then as, as the weekend progresses, you just see a little more crutches, a little more braces. <laughs> like, like what the fuck happened to you, dude? Yeah, man. That shit's, 
Yeah, man. I, I get what you're saying though. People just look run down at the at the <laughs> Oh, I, I ate shit down that mountain one year. I think I think it was the following year, 2017. Did a little too much spaghetti mean and gravity got the best of me walking down into the venue. <laughs> yeah, gravity sucks. Gravity <laughs> fucking ass, dude. Uh but uh yeah, that's what got me started. And then uh you know, I saw all that shit and I uh I just wanted to kind of like try that music's always been like you know a huge part of my life kind of like you know 90 fucking five percent of people that i've ever met but yeah you know do you play any instruments before getting into recording or no i mean like i i dab i always wanted to it was just a matter of uh actually like just dedicating the time dedicating time to it and then uh eventually i just like you know saved up and bought a laptop and fucking just dedicated that time finally now how long did it take you to like learn the programs and like learn like the basics before you really sat down to try and like make your own music or was it all kind of like tossed in together i don't know man i mean i wish i could remember the day where i sat down and i was like okay i know what i'm doing you know what i mean yeah or at least to some extent but it's even now i'm still just always like always learned and I definitely have a feel for it and like just like you know the, the basics of pretty much everything so that I can kind of just hammer stuff out uh but uh I would I would say fucking at least a year and a half before I like say that I would have like before I could say that I actually had a uh, a handle on yeah. what I was doing yeah buddy of mine um he he just started dicking around in Sam just for the hell of it you know was just bored you know he was he, he grew up a guitar player and got bored of guitars so i was like well i'm gonna buy a keyboard and buy serum i'm just gonna try and make tunes on my own for for shits and gigs and i remember the one day it was kind of like six months into him having serum and the keyboard i went over to his house and we sat down for i think like four hours to make a 20 second intro <laughs> just constantly trying to layer filter get the sound that we wanted and have it yeah. play back <laughs> i was just like dude this was 20 seconds took four hours i could no way no yeah, fucking man. way it's kind of got... weird how it's kind of weird how that time like you know like how much time it takes you to write something that's actually only like you know three minutes right you know what i mean it's, yeah it's a crazy crazy concept and and then just getting into the, like the the sound design of things like getting the layers of filters appropriate to get like specifically get the sound that you're going for that I think that was most of it, really. Looking at the wave tables and shit. Now, what do you use serum at all, or do you just? Were, yeah, serum. Use? Serum is actually uh, is actually like my bread and butter as far as sound design goes. So, like, I know serum pretty much in and out. Pretty much in and out. I mean, again, still always learning stuff, but uh, I understand how that how that plugin works uh, pretty well. Yeah, it's nifty. I don't even know what a fucking plugin is, but I'm like, yeah, that one's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it's basically just uh, it's like third party software. So you have like your digital audio workspace like Ableton or Fruity Loops or Pro Tools. And then you have this third party software like Serum that like you can load up within your workspace. Right. That's pretty much how you how you break down a plugin. Like my coworker asked me about a plugin because I hear him say it a couple of times, and that is not the definition that I gave him. I was like, <laughs> I don't even remember what I told him, but it was like it was nowhere even remotely close to that. I was just like, yeah, I think it's just something like the the equivalent of a, a sound effects pedal. I think that's why it's called a plugin. 
<laughs> I mean, in some sense, though, yeah, it's not. You're not entirely off there. Yeah. Now, uh, who are your like influences these days? Who do you listen to? Uh, so, uh, fucking like classic style dubstep, like Rusko and and Jansen, uh, oh, yeah. were like were like my favorite. You know what I mean? Those those uh those high end frequency wubs and uh that flow is just I don't know, it just tickles me pink. It's so vibey. Yeah, it's it's like it's bouncy. It's not just straight up fuck your face. It's yeah, and I I enjoy having my face fuck sometimes, but you know what I mean, like not all the time. (laughs) So I I do like I I do like a little bit more of a of a bouncy vibe. Uh, You know, it's just on my everyday thing. And then like you know, people like Detox Unit. I don't know if if you know Jade Cicada, you might know Detox Unit. I'm I'm not all that familiar, but I've definitely listened to him. Oh yeah, check him out. Dive dive deep into that because he's uh he's crazy. His use of like space, you know what I mean? Like the way that he creates a space and then you know is able to design sounds and, and everything to like flow through it and that shit's crazy. Someone uh recently like that really piqued my interest in how they just layer their songs was uh of the trees. I don't know if you oh, ever yeah. listened. Dude, he's yeah, in he's insane. I'm like Sounds, uh soundscapes. Yeah, like like I never really like I kind of got that feeling from Tycho and like guys like Seven Lines, but then it was like it was definitely of the trees where I was just like, oh shit, he's utilizing the whole playing field, like built like the layers alone just from volume control of like building in this small little sound that was just in the background to being the main focus of a drop, or you know, it's 100%. like part of me, like like how like how do you how does one a sit down and write that b execute and c make it all work together like that is like definitely genius level uh producing yeah people people like of the trees and uh and super task and super uh, task charles, is fire charles the first sorry rest in peace like rest in peace yeah. charles the first dude that one fucking sucks so hard same thing with him is of the trees too the way yeah. that he was able to like just like create these cohesive fucking just like sonic works of art was just like crazy man you could feel that shit yeah i'm saying like you close your eyes and it took you took you places yeah with or without the drugs (laughs) yeah that's rare to find in like you know what i mean electronic music and even you know stuff with no uh no vocals or anything like that like yeah make you feel something without even saying anything that's fucking that's a skill yeah, I, uh, I really, I'm really bummed out about the fact I'm never going to be able to see him live now because he's been on the list for a while. Yeah, those shows, those, his, his his sets were special, man. They're fucking. You seen him before? Good. Yeah, only one time, unfortunately, but yeah. Hey, you got the one. That's all you need. Set. Yeah, at least once. Oh well, yeah, man. But, uh, so when you're looking to get annihilated. Who do you listen to? Uh, like fucking Marauda is dope. Yeah. Like, um, back in the day, like Midnight Tea was one of my favorites. Uh, being a being a Philly kid, like I I watched Subtronics like come up from fucking like the Voltage Lounge in Philly, which is like a just like a little bar. You know yep. what I mean? If it's like a hundred people. And just like all like every week, fucking 
so that kind of shit like still uh still not super you know what i mean like in your face like what i would call like death step and stuff like that yeah. but like yeah just some heavier dope step for sure yeah dude i'm uh i'm a big excision fan i know that's like not always a the popular opinion and when you get into the deeper reaches of the edm community but i've never seen the same excision set over and over again even though he's like playing a lot of the same songs he uh i i think it's so funny how like you know like you said like people in the in the deeper end of of bass music like just like for some reason don't like him i'm like dude this guy has been doing this for like 20 years like he's you want to talk about og yeah, he's OG legend status. He started his own label and puts on underground artists like regularly. You know, yeah. what I mean? he's got three different sides of that label that tackle pretty much every range of bass music. So like my man is out here doing shit for the people. Like, yeah, he, he's constantly, constantly bringing people up with him because like who ever heard of Dion Timmer until he started touring with Excision? Who ever heard of Hesh until uh, he dropped? a couple of those hash tunes in those early uh lost land sets you know sullivan king who like anybody who like broke out in the last five years probably owes it to excision to some extent in, in some sense probably like as far as like you know that 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 style of uh of dubstep for sure yeah and even like it's not just the heavy shit either and that's what I really appreciated about the Apex album was like he definitely hit a little more melodic stuff with that yeah. album. And I, I remember seeing his set at Moonrise and I was just blown out of the water because that was like the first time like I'd ever seen him really dive in to the melodic aspect of it. And I was like, oh, the, the prowess of this fucking guy. Like I was stomping my feet in the ground and now I'm just I'm just vibing, telling everybody I love him that's around me. So. It's a wild journey that man will take you on. Yeah, I really respect the like the paradox of like, you know what I mean? How how people like excision um and like slander and the and those guys can take like super, super heavy, you know, just fucking in your face dubstep and like create some kind of like beautiful work of art that makes you cry and also makes you want to punch somebody in the face at the same time, you know. With love though. It's always out yeah. of love. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like 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 you, I, I grew up a huge metal fan. Like I was slipping, I was a maggot to the to the core, you know. And uh the mosh pits there were definitely violent. But then you would go to these and the mosh pits are just as violent, but it's just like I don't actually fear for my life in these. Like <laughs> Yeah. I'll never forget yeah. I've seen uh corn and slipknot in Reading. Uh, this would have been 2014, 2015. And I went with my best friend and I watched him just get punched in the face for no reason. And I was just like, I never made it through a pit more fast in my entire life. I was like, but I've never had that and like had never had anything like that happen at an EDM yeah, show. You you pretty much you pretty much for metal or EDM, like you, or or any any genre, you have like respectful pits and then you have fucking disrespectful pits. Yeah. And there's just like, you know what I mean? It's very black and white. Yeah. Night and like, just night and day. And like, not, yeah. I feel like I'm giving metal crowds a bad rap right now. Like, but it's nah, not I've always been, like, it's not always some, like that. I've been in some great metal pits where, you know yeah. what I mean? You could, you could, while you're, while you're, you know what I mean? Just fucking shoving and pushing. Like you could still feel that, uh, that sense of camaraderie yeah. to some extent, like in, uh, 
those are the cool pits for metal shows. Yeah. Like, I have been in some disrespectful ones like Cannibal Corpse Pits. Those shits. The one time I ever saw them, I was in I was in that pit and fucking that shit was dangerous. <laughs> I think the most dangerous pit I was ever in was probably Whitechapel. Yeah, that'll do it too. Yeah, because like this was this was Mayhem Fest 2011 that I saw that. And uh it was like there was just people there that were looking to hurt people like people walking into the pit with mouth guards i was like oh wow that's really smart then i just saw this guy hardcore dancing all the whole way around like wasn't really moshing was just looking to swing his fist i was like ah great was that in uh was that in trenton yes it was yeah i was there <laughs> yeah slip was slipknot and uh uh wrote fucking motorhead and slayer right yep yep i believe so i went i went to man fest uh like I think like four, three, three or four years. I can't remember so long ago at this point, but yeah, yeah. right. Good times. I just, oh man, I don't know. I just like I've fallen off like the metal bandwagon because like, Same. <laughs> like, at first, like looking back now, I was just I realized that I was just a pissed off teenager, and then like these people were just speaking from my from my soul. But now I'm just like, well, I know how to handle emotions a little bit better now, so I'm like. I can yeah. accept being sad and not just rejected straight to anger anymore. <laughs> That's what music's for, though. You know what I mean? Like at yeah. that time in your at that time in your life, like you needed that music. And yeah, that music for sure. Was there. That music was there for you. Now you're a little, you know what I mean? Probably a little bit more mature, fucking, and you know, now, what I mean? depends on you who realize. you talk to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that, but you know, just uh, you've grown in some sense, what, yeah. no matter what that means. So, like, you know, me, my, my musical taste is fucking branched out all the fuck over the place. Yeah, dude. It was just like, uh, I don't know, like the stuff I hear on the radio, just, it feels calculated. Like the lyrics don't really have any substance. It's just like, I'm sad. I'm angry, blah, blah, blah. Like five finger death punch is fucking garbage. In my opinion, <laughs> they haven't, I they agree. haven't had a good album since their what second album. What was the album after, uh, what monster you made or whatever it's called. I don't know, but Five Finger Death Punch does kind of suck. Yeah. It's very cookie cutter. Yeah. Like over, overproduced. Just yep. like, but I mean. Hey, that's somebody's it's per- jam. It's professional. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't knock the profed. No matter who wrote it, somebody wrote that music, even if they right. didn't. You know what I mean? Some guy fucking mastered it and mixed it down. And so like to some sense, you know what I mean? I can't knock it too much, but no, it's definitely not for me. Yeah. But I mean, because like, especially with just like mainstream rock in general, like it feels like they found out a formula to just get a couple hits on the radio, you know, like a certain style of production or miking for the drums. Like cause I'm, I'm hearing a lot of the, like a lot of the drums sound the same, like heavy on the toms, heavy on the bass and like a deep yeah. snare. I'm just like, that doesn't. It's a right. It's a writing thing. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like so, like a uh, a certain sense of call and response, which is just basically like in mu- in any genre of music, you have like a sound that happens, like a like a snare roll, like and then you have like a tom that enters, and it's like bum bum bum. That would just be call and response, just on drums, and then you would create a beat out of that. You know what I mean? With like a hi hat here or there, and then so like when you find these these 
good patterns of call and response. And you can see this in dubstep or rap, even pretty much all over music. Like people will generally uh, continue to use, just like you said, like that formula and mm-hmm. dude, it works. Yeah. So. But it's crazy because like a lot of dubstep, if not, I'm going to say most dubstep is, is written in 4-4. And you would think after so many years of just hearing the same beat, it would get old, but it doesn't, you know, because people are constantly evolving and like lightly touching on the polyrhythm aspect. Yeah. And you could get into like, you can get into freeform too, which is like, you know what I mean? Just freeform bass music in general, which is like such a broad term, but that's basically just like everything that's different other than like kick on one, snare on three. Right. Just like, you know, that could be halftime like freeform dnb it could be anything as long as you're just uh you know uh focusing on the bass you're building your your music focus right. on, on that aspect i'm happy you brought up dnb well how do you how you feel about it i love dnb you love I it mean, yeah. D- yeah yeah i like i like neuro dnb a lot which is like again like top end synthesis and stuff like that like jungle's cool and uh fucking you know there's so many different kinds of fucking dnb but i you know as far as me like uh document one like document one makes fire neuro dnb that i fuck see with. you already know a shit ton more about dnb than i do because i i didn't know there were even subgenres in that because <laughs> I, I thought yeah, it was dude, just so little subgenre no nah, yeah there's there's subgenres on subgenres i don't even know that much about it all like i'm i'm not very learned on dmb sub or any subgenre for that matter but uh i do know that there's different ones you know what i mean it was like i feel like an example of like jungle dmb is that like spangle no i don't think so have you ever listened to spangle yeah spangles spangles i don't even know what to call a spang i would i don't either i would loop that into freeform because i i don't know i don't know what i don't know i'm gonna have to google it because i honestly would love to know Cause like, uh, you know, like when you put out on label, when labels put your stuff through distributors, they have to give some kind of genre, uh, some, some distributors you can make it custom, but like, I would love to know what Spongle's genre is. Insanity. Probably. Right. (laughs) I don't even know. So you were, you were there. Did you see his set at the 2017? Or were you not at Bisco that you're sorry that you said you were there 2016? 2016. Uh, I think I was there. I don't. The years they blend together, my guy. Yeah, I'm yes. not sure. <laughs> you're just like, I could have been. Might not I was there been. for. I was there for one day, a a few years as well, and then. I don't know. I don't think I was there for 2017. What's uh what's been your favorite festival so far that you've been to? Uh probably um I like I enjoyed Big Dub a lot when I went. Uh Yonderville was super cool. Uh this past year I went to Yonderville and uh it was cool because it was just very uh very low key, like um a lot of you know what i mean just kind of mostly like artists and like artist friends just like kind of people that are uh i would say like deeply into like that whole scene you know right. what i'm saying so right. it was kind of like very close-knit and intimate just a bunch of people hanging out it was cool 
Uh, that was definitely homie vibes. I like the homie vibes. Homie vibes are important. Yeah, like I love a reckless. Like Bisco is just reckless. It's a mm-hmm. shit show. But uh, I do love that as well. Um, but uh, those homie vibes are just, you know, the best. Have you been to Lost Lands? Nah, not yet. Do it. That might take yeah, your, no. that might take your cake, dude. Because like, it's well done, man. It's yeah. it's so like being able to know that you're going to have a, a decently enough clean porter potty and toilet paper throughout the day does wonders. I've been saying forever, yo. The difference between a good festival and a bad festival is how often they clean the porta bodies. Yep, I, it'll make a break because, like, dude, sometimes got to take a shit. Nobody yeah, wants man. to be holding in shit when they're losing their minds because they're on three hits or whatever the hell they're doing that day. Yeah, man. The the trick is a good festival will, will change them out every morning, like early in the morning, yeah, like seven or eight, and. uh if you've been partying all night, you'll probably still be awake. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can, can get, get first in there dibs, first dibs. and then go to, and then go to sleep and take a little nap right after a nice, a nice clean shit. <laughs> it's the best. The last time I went to Bisco, the hack was you like, cause I finally opened up like that office where like the, the, the food venue or the food stuff is. Yeah. They opened that up to the public. Cause like the, the first year I was there, that was not an option. Uh, but they let people go in there and shit and use the bathroom. I think that's where they were also. Uh, I think there were a lot. There was locker rooms there for where people could shower if they paid for it as well. Yeah, there were showers. Uh, there were showers around back too. That were like in the in the water park. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But then you could also pay for a shower that was like a little bit, a little bit higher class. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll just, I'll just be a grimy bitch this whole time i'm not paying five dollars for a shower where i could shower at home for free <laughs> yeah it'd be like that i mean sometimes you just gotta go through it i think it's i think the 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 post-festival stench is just uh i think it's just part of the experience overall because like when you're you finally sit down in the car you're packed up you're ready to go and you just you, you smell you and all your homies that you were partying with all weekend long you're like well smells like we did right <laughs> Yeah, I agree, man. You know what I mean? You got that got that that layer of grime. I've never felt a layer of grime like after a three day just down and dirty festival, you know? Well, especially when it's dry and you get all like the dirt when people are stomping. It's like yeah, then, that was the first time it, I saw Res too, was Bisco 2016. And um it was so dusty because she was down down by the office stage as well. It was so dusty because it was a dry summer. And it was like, that was the only ever time I've ever, I felt the need to like put a face mask on because I couldn't handle the dust that was getting kicked up into my face. Like I was blowing my nose yeah. and it was black for fucking four days straight. <laughs> yeah. You know? man. Baby wipes save lives. Baby wipes do that. That was a pro game remove that I've yet to utilize that I learned about a couple of years ago. Yeah. Baby wipes. Lifesaver. You ever have to lose a sock? Nah, I've always I've always brought extra socks. Yeah. Not during the day. I'll 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 go right back to camp, put on another (laughs) fresh pair. I'll bring more socks than I will fucking anything. Yeah. Tons of socks. What is what what is that? Uh Forrest Gump where he's like, you gotta take care of your feet. It's number one put more most important thing. 
I had no idea until I yeah, started man, right. until, until you're on your feet for 18 hours a day. Comfy shoes all the way. So I made the I made the mistake of I can't say it was a mistake. I put it was like I found out that I was getting old at uh at Izu 2019. Yeah, no? Yeah, it would have been 2019. Uh, because I wore these circas, they had like no support. And by the end of it, I was just like, Jesus Christ, I need like my knees felt like they were going to explode. I had shin splints for the first time in almost seven years. Like it was just an icing because like I, I was gonna ask you, but Izu was my least favorite festival. I don't know if you've ever been. Don't no, waste, I haven't yet. Don't waste your money, bro. Don't waste your money. You know, because like nobody was nobody was like playing themselves. You know, they were they were trying to play the play the New York crowd. And they had guys like, you know, 1788L, whipped cream. Uh, even Squanto and Boogie T, they were they weren't like thrown down the way that they normally would. But it's just like I don't know if it was the promoters, but it's just like I heard bad and bougie which just way too many times. I was like, I thought this was an EDM fest, you know, <laughs> not not fucking rolling loud or made in America. <laughs> Trash festival. That's my that's my final opinion on it. <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. I had a hobby that went that told me bad things, so. It's like, because I went to a, I went to an excision show in New York, and that you want to talk about homie vibes? That was good. That was a good time, but I was I was really hoping for that same effect for Izu, but it just was not the case. Like I don't know if it was like who was on the show that night, or if that's just how the promoters like were instructing the DJs to perform, or it's just like you would you would get this like disgusting bass, and then whatever was popular on the top forty hits. And I was like that that sucks. You just killed ultimate boner kill for my year mm. yeah i like uh i like a throwback like i like throwback kind of like acapellas and shit like that when you hear stuff like that like uh here's some 50 cent on a track i'm fucking over it has, top, to, be, you know? it has to be tasteful you know oh yeah it's, and that's that's the that's the key i think i think that's what the, the what the problem for me was it was just it just felt so random that they're just like, well, here's a new song that people like hearing. Like Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, that was one I noticed a lot. Yeah. I can't complain because that one gets me hyped, but yeah. It's it's some still of them, some of them do the trick, man. Yeah, but it just it still felt felt off. Do you have like yeah. a, a least favorite fest that you ever been to? Or just no, nah, man, I haven't really had any like uh, what I would call bad experiences. You know okay. what I mean? So like, I couldn't really say I had a, a least favorite event or anything. I mean, I try to try to take the. I spent good money on it, so I might as well try and just you know take right. the most positivity out of it that I can. But so no, I don't know. I feel that it was just it was just uh, I think the trying to highlight the positive ends of the of each fest is like a very important lesson in festivals cuz like shit will cuz everybody's partying you know so it's like yeah. shit can hit the fan really quick and then it's just like you have the op- you have the option to like well I'm going to let this ruin my weekend or yeah. we just carry on and vibe just fucking truck it through man sometimes yeah. like and then and you know 
there's drama everywhere all the time, oh, whether yeah. it be in your friend group or like on a larger scale, whatever it is. Um, it's just about how, you know, me personally and, and, you know, even at a one night show, like, dude, I, I, I don't care about any of that. Like, I'm just here to, here to have a good time. So. And make other people have a good time. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I love, I love watching when a DJ just fucking has the crowd by the balls. I love seeing yeah. it, especially like now, like been, been in the, been in the scene for, for a while. And, you know, I know, I know I'm pretty, pretty well versed, but then it's just like seeing it live and somebody just goes, you're mine. And then just carries them until the end of their set. I love seeing it. There's no, there's no better feeling just from like a fan of the music and then just a fan of shows in general. Yeah. Fucking no, like, that, it's, it's, it's the energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that energy in the room, man. And when that shit's like just circulating like a tornado in that bitch. And then it's not just on the DJ too. Like you could have the best DJ in the world who has the best music, but if that crowd ain't right, like, so it's, it's a collective thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you got a good crowd and, and the dude's doing a fucking halfway decent job, like people are, people are going to, it's going to be electric in there. You know what I mean? Right. It you is know, cool I, to be a DJ and feel that though, for real, when you're on stage and you just got, you know, you have a fucking couple hundred people mobbing with you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I can uh, I can kind of correlate relate it to uh to like having a killer set in stand up, you know? Because when you first start doing comedy, you fucking you suck, you know? Yeah. And you you just stand up there for five minutes at a clip and you just you die inside because none of your jokes are landing and you you really get off stage thinking like maybe I'm just gonna hit a tractor trailer on the way home. But uh but you don't you just go home rewrite and go do it again the next time you know but then like you get the you get those sets where everything you say is just electric and people are loving it and you're just like ah yeah you know so it's like even it, like i can't even say crowd size matters because like you i, nah, I definitely performed i've definitely performed for like a fair amount of people and like not done well and played and then performed for smaller crowds and have done great and i've obviously done great with the larger crowd so it's like like you said like who's in the crowd who are you there like is the energy yeah. right yeah and i think and and i, I again I, I don't think crowd size really matters either you know what i'm saying i think you have just as good a chance of having that same electricity in the room with a crowd of fucking 20 or right. even like even if like con do comedies comedy is cool because you just be hanging out with your friends it could be yeah. like five of you and you guys are just fucking busting it up and those uh those nights always go down in history, you know what I mean? No, nope. a lot of beer, a lot of pot. Oh yeah, nothing but good vibes. So I don't know how to, I don't know how I want to ask this because I feel like we lightly touched on it at the beginning, but like when you sit down to write a new song like are you like is did something inspire you was it a sound you made that you're just like i feel like i could do something with this like what 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 kind of gets your um creative juices flowing and that aspect? i mean it's different all the time like so i've had it where like i'll be i'll be in bed at like one o'clock in the morning and, I'll, and like i'll just you know i'll just have an idea and then like you know it'll be something stupid like just like a kick and like baseline like just how the you know the kick and sub are communicating and then i've had it where um it'll be uh 
you know, I'll be like working on something else and I'll be in serum and I'll make a sound. And then I'll be like, damn, like I could do this with the sound. And then that sound inspires an entire song or, uh, you know, sometimes it'll just be like a, a sample that I hear or something like that. Like, I'll, you know, cause every producer just has thousands and thousands of just like random, random shit. They don't even know they have. Right. Like, you know, when the writer's block is really thick, I'll just fucking like scroll through that shit for an hour. Just like see if there's anything cool. It could be a vocal or, you know, like a, an instrument sample, fucking anything. So sometimes it's just discipline. You know, yeah. Just forcing yourself like, to just forcing myself to just get on there and fucking try and do something. Yeah. Discipline is important when you're trying to do the creative thing, you know, because like yeah. what minimal talent, you're not minimal, but what whatever talent you might have only goes so far, you know, mm-hmm. you still have yeah. to like force yourself to sit down and just kind of rewire just try different things, you know? Yep. And especially, especially like cracking jokes is easy. I got a lot of my material from just regular conversations that I have, like a line that I said that made people laugh. I'm like, okay, well, I can probably write a bit about that or make use that in a, in a bit. But like when it comes to music, you know, it's like you, you have to force yourself to a learn the applications well, and to make sure that you're getting the best quality sound when you're like recording the thing. And there's just, all it, Especially in the electronic world, because anybody could, well, not, goddamn, keep, keep contradicting myself, but whatever. <laughs> but people like, uh, you know, like people can learn how to play guitar and just jam. But then when you're literally taking your laptop and turning it into a, a symphony of whatever it is that you're doing, like it's just an extra layer of knowledge that is needed yeah. to, to be successful and, you know, stuff yeah man just fucking hard work sometimes and and like you said like you you could learn to play the guitar but i mean you know and i've seen this like like people who like learn how to play an instrument and like they uh they'll just like keyboard they'll just learn how to play like songs that they know like like my one buddy like knows how to play like a bunch of metallica on the keyboard and like he can play it well um, um, but he never like took the time to like refocus that new skill that he had with his hands to like write something you know what i mean like he could have been writing but again that's only one instrument and when it comes to like production you know what i mean you're you're dealing with you know multiple different recording tracks that you may not always be recording live but you're still organizing all these things and arranging them uh, in a way that you know it, that works and it's cohesive and then you gotta mix it down and fucking master it unless you send your shit out to be mastered but do you master your shit yourself yeah it's really not a hard thing to do it's all about the mix down because i i heard that the mix down is like the hardest part yeah it is because even if you even if you have a you know a great mastering engineer if your mix down is garbage it's going to sound like garbage no matter what you know what i mean so it's such a such a technical thing because like one small like I when I I'm I'm technologically impaired right and like my the producer who I was working with that, that originally was like recording my my first couple episodes here he got me set up with like a laptop interface mics and all that joint right and 
to this day, I've been doing this on my own for almost a year now. And I still have to call them sometimes because I have no idea what the hell I'm doing in logic or like, why is this how like uh, earlier, for example, I was getting that like weird feedback going on in my headphones. No idea why that was happening. Thought I did had not like, it's just, uh, t- yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> no, as far as, far as, as far as like, like audio settings and, and routing and like stream settings and, you know, like your mic setting and like that stuff eludes me too, man. So, so you're good. And I, you know, I, it was like, oh, that's actually what I was going to say. It was just like one small thing can derail you, you know, yeah. you spend hours trying to figure like what is going on. And it's usually like a setting or uh, something being muted. <laughs> Dude, it's always something, something it's always dumb and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, technology's great though, right? We love it. Yeah. Gonna, we love it so much we're gonna be in we're gonna be biologically infused with it in the future. Thanks, Elon. Facts. Is that uh is that where you at all? Like you know about the Neuralink and shit? Yeah, no, I know about the Neuralink. Uh I wouldn't say it worries me so much. So I just like I don't know. I'm terrified. They can't, make, they can't make me get it personally. I don't know. You know, I'm 26. So in my mind, I got 20 to 30 good years left. And I don't think we'll be at that point that I would be afraid of by the time that I'm ready to check out. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. Worry do you, about it. I just like, hmm. I feel like people today are just doing everything they can to just not be human, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like, I think there's beauty in being human, like just being just a right. Like, I think that I think it's okay to be a, just a regular old dude or ma'am. <laughs> and I was just like, well, we got, everybody has to have some type of unique angle of themselves, you know? Yeah, I get that. We're definitely, uh, quite literally connected to the hip with technology. So I hate it, dude. I hate my phone. I'm so sick and tired of looking at it, but do I get rid of it? No, I could, but I don't. Yeah, my, my screen time is absolutely disgusting between you know, my phone and my laptop and TV. It's disgusting. Yeah. Mine's mine's uh, my phone. I get, I get, I get lost in the scrolls. Yeah. Instagram reels, buddy. They get me. It's like they get everybody, man. It's it's uh it's not it's not an uncommon thing. And it's just like I try to like diversify what I look up on Instagram, so it's not just like because for a while there it was literally just dog videos. And you want to talk about just getting straight dopamine to the brain? Just <laughs> dog video. If you're having a bad day, go do an hour scroll and and on Instagram reels for dog videos, and it's like a it's like a therapy trip. Yeah, for free. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And now it's like, I'm a big fan of professional paintball. So I get a lot of those in there now too. Yeah. It's crazy how, uh, how, as you like, you know, search and watch and, and like things, how the algorithm just like feeds that, 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 that dopamine, that dopamine to you. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing that that algorithm does. It's like, and it's, it's scary how like literally addicted we are to our cell phones. Like I'll just you, uh, compulsively check the time like throughout the day. Like I know no vibration. There's no reason to pull my phone out, but I'm like, well, I'll go I'll just look at it. 
Did you uh did you watch the social dilemma? I did not. I did not yeah, watch I, that I've, shit. I've heard about it. I don't know if I want to watch it because I'm already a paranoid person as it is. I don't know if I need any more. It's pretty much everything you already know, but they actually confirm it for you and they're like, Yeah, no, this and like I said, like it's an algorithm that feeds you, you know what I mean? It's about attention. So yeah. social media companies sell, you know what I mean, like your attention. So like when you have videos on YouTube, you're getting those videos because YouTube made a deal with whoever is running that advertisement. You know what I'm saying? To like show it to you. If you look up a certain video from an, uh, a page that monetizes and you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. all about your, it's all about your attention. And it's all about the money. The yeah. Money they want to keep you, they want to keep you coming back. I don't know. Cause anytime I like, I see an advertisement, on YouTube specifically, I'm like, well, I guess I'm never using Liberty Mutual or whatever I see. Because I was like, having those 30 second uh, advertisements does the exact opposite. Like, yeah, I'm seeing you, but like now I know for sure I'm never giving you a cent. <laughs> I'm just trying to watch this video, laugh, or listen to this tune. And you're 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 ruining the whole experience. <laughs> Dude, I remember I remember the first time they hit me with a double with a double video like a double ad i was like what the or like when you're watching like a long video and they hit you and it with breaks it up in the middle and it's like god damn it man like at what point do does marketing become harassment because i feel like we're definitely getting there <laughs> no i agree i agree with you there i was like 100%. you can't you can't you can't watch anything without getting bombarded with ads and you're just like i don't i, I already pay you 15 a month why do i have to why do i have to see this <laughs> I thought I was paying for no ads, bro. But like, see, like, I'm really hung up on that because, like, imagine if you if you went to like the same group of girls at a bar throughout the night, be like, "Hey, I have some dick for sale. Would you like to? Would you know? You would be arrested on the site for fucking harassment. But because they're a company trying to sell you something that's not dick, <laughs> they can get away with it." Yeah, man. I mean, they fuck us constantly, so it's kind of it's kind of a another paradox you got there. What do you do though? What like where, where like where do you think like us as humans can like kind of just get back privacy? Is like unplugging? Is that how you do it, or do you think just because I don't feel like corporations would ever be like no? Po- you don't, don't think, think it's possible? possible? No, nah, because even if you even if you had because there's so many people in the world and this goes for literally anything like any, any change that people would want to omit or, you know what I mean? Or anything that people would want to make happen. Like you're never going to get enough people to agree and like want to fight that with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. like, you know, the death of kid, like capitalism, like, I, I don't know. I don't see capitalism going away ever because you know what I'm saying? Like, to have that many people agree and stand up and actually do something is I don't pretty far fetched. I don't know if pretty. I want capitalism to go away, though. I think it definitely I, needs to be adjusted yeah. to uh, monitored a little bit better. Yeah, you know? like it's like not like because the every argument that supports capitalism always focuses on like small business owners. I'm like, yeah. But it's the small business owners that get shafted the most while it's fucking these multi-billion trillion dollar companies that just rake all the benefits, every loophole. 
yeah. uh, to just not pay t- pay taxes, and they're just like, oh, I'll just donate two million dollars because I can afford that and not sweat, and that'll be, it's literally a third of what I would pay in taxes. Yeah, so and it's and just like. I mean that that's that hasn't always been the case though, and right. you know what I mean. I think we're long overdue for some kind of adjustment, like you said. But capitalism was just a you know a broad, a very big, broad example. It's right. Like it's like socialism's ass because I feel like I don't I don't I don't trust people enough to like not let it slip immediately into communism. And it's, it's when you get into communism and, and fascism, even though they're both saying they're both dictatorships, it's just like at least with fascism, you get to control your food. I don't even I don't even know because everything's just government government orchestrated, you know. This, a, this, took, a, this took a turn. Yeah, it's a tricky. It's a, <laughs> this it's this a tricky. took a turn. <laughs> That's a tricky topic, though. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it's possible for, for you know what I mean, to un, for everyone to unplug. No way. Yeah. There's no way in hell. It's like, I, like I'm, I'm super cynical though, so it's you know. I try not to be cynical. I used to be a very cynical person, but it was just like, you, like, do you ever feel like jaded because you're just like, like, you just feel like you can't enjoy things because you're just like constantly worried about that, like the the thing that you subconsciously think is the reason behind it that's not good if that makes sense yeah i would i i would say i try not to i try not to get into it though like i try to just not worry about any of that shit yeah if it's not if it's not affecting my my day-to-day personally like I, i don't know man i don't i don't like to give that stuff my energy i guess i think i think that's uh another issue with social media is that you're constantly being bombarded with shit that is going to piss you off. You know, like no matter how hard you try to not see stuff, like you're going to see, you're going to go, well, what the hell is that? Yeah, for sure. And it's like being and no wonder people are so stressed out and ridden with anxiety. Cause they're just like constantly like, well, the world's on fire. People are dying left and right. And yeah. Biden's an asshole. Trump's an asshole. We're all like, yeah, and then they just argue about it, and then, yeah, and it and it goes to show you that uh, like ignorance really is bliss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the world the world was easily a much more peaceful place before we had all this access to information, just like literally in our pocket. You know what I mean? You had you had your local news, and then you had your national news, and then if you were really classy, you watched the world news. But you know what I mean? Most people Damn. didn't even do that. And What's then, this Al Jazeera? <laughs> yeah man and you, you the only things you knew about were these few things that this you know your local media outlet decided to tell you about or you know now like we know when fucking bombs get dropped in fucking you know any country in the place in the world like that you know you can find out about anything pretty much you can find out about anyone you can just fucking google somebody and you can probably find some information about them so I think that access that access to information is a uh, toxic given human nature. Because what I don't know, I don't remember who said this, but it was just uh, some along the lines of uh, technology has advanced so f- rapidly in the, like the last fifty years, but the human philosophy or the like, human mindset hasn't. I don't know if that's right. I'm definitely butchering that. Some along those. There's been a some along those lines. 
Yeah, so a couple of people have touched on that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, technologically, we've come fucking very far, but like spiritually and like as humans and like men, like mentally, like we're kind of our growth is kind of stunted. I feel that. Now you say spiritually. Do you believe in God or believe in a God type or? Uh, no, I can't remember the word for for it, but I'm I'm pretty much just like maybe. <laughs> agnostic yeah I, I guess that would be i think that's the word i can't remember i uh like i've read about different religions i've studied like like you know christianity judaism a little bit buddhism uh you know islamic islamic stuff too and like so like i've i know about a good bit but the only one i really resonate with personally is buddhism i think I think Buddhists are fucking cool as shit. Yeah. I think I think their their philosophies are probably my favorite of anybody. And I their think they're the most of, spot on. Their history of not being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? As far like, as I know. I well, know, yeah, I, I don't think, think I've ever heard about a, a Buddhist overlord. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, like the Crusades, but but Buddhism. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Buddha's like, you need to chill out, dude, or I'm going to kill you and your whole village. <laughs> yeah, not to my knowledge. I'm going to have to check that out, though, because I'm inclined to agree because I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Ram Dass. I've read a couple of his books mm. and like. Uh, I was I was a long time atheist, and I still don't. I, I I've talked about this before on the podcast. I still don't know. I can't really put myself in a category, but I definitely align with more Buddhist beliefs, where it's just like there's not so much a heaven or a hell. It's whether or not you figure out whatever it is you're supposed to figure out in the lifetimes that you are given. You know, there's some there's some arguments where it's just like you you live every life ever until you become one with like the divine source, like the cosmic energy of the universe. There's that, or it's just heaven. It's just a state of being where you are in constantly in, in touch with every living thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's with, even within the Buddhist philosophies, there's different schools of thought. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's part of why I've never, you know, I've never put all my eggs in any basket or even, one or two eggs uh just there's so much out there you know what i mean yeah i don't need to worry about i don't need to worry about any of that i need to worry about like just right now today how i'm gonna pay my rent this month you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. fortunately that's that's where i'm at like try to be as happy as i can day to day you know what i mean just like just gotta live yeah fortunately <laughs> yeah who knew who knew that uh just existing was so damn expensive i didn't <laughs> difficult all around you know what I mean? yeah and just money just being alive is fucking tasking sometimes that it is but i think that's like for me like that's why i just i just genuinely love being kind to people nice to people just because like everybody's going through their own bullshit you might not see it now i'm not perfect i've definitely flipped off some people who probably didn't deserve it or told somebody to go fuck themselves that didn't really deserve it or i was just in a bad mood that day but yeah. like, I just think it's like on an individual level, like shit like this, where it's just like, I'm just going to try and be as, as, you know, kind and polite as, as much as I can, as long as people are kind and polite as well. And even then I'll still be nice, but you know, can't be a punching bag forever. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Life's beautiful. Life is beautiful. Gotta, gotta appreciate it as much as you can, as often as you can. That's it. 
even you know? even like even shit days really appreciate the shit days because that's because that's when you're growing those growing pains days that's a good way to look at it it's like i don't know it's like i'm a, I'm a pretty stubborn guy so i end up i end up like having battles with myself over dumb yeah. things where i'm just like, just like i didn't have to do it this way but i said i was gonna do it this way so i'm gonna do it this way you know you just bit, grit your teeth and at the end of it you're like well i probably could have done this that different cut my losses while i was ahead but you gotta you gotta you gotta fuck up to be able to learn yeah and hindsight's always 2020 hey but uh yeah it's a wild ride dude Tis oh it. yeah it is all right all right, right now out of like the new oven coming producers, we're gonna get back on track to dubstep here. <laughs> um, out of the new up and comers, like producers, DJs, like who would you say is like one of your standouts? Like who do you think is just like this guy's got something great going on? I mean, like to what to what scale? Because like you know what I mean. Uh, like there's so many. Like mm, that's fair. That's a, that is that is a fair like, counter question, sir. Because there's you know like. Like what file? Like just to keep it broad, like what follower count range are they already at? Like, are we talking about a guy who's got like a thousand followers? Or are we talking about a guy who's got like ten? Might blow up, like mm. you know, like sub, like sub. Just as an example, like Subtronics. Subtronics. Oh, Subtronics is at the top of the fucking food chain right now. Yeah, but you know, four five years ago he was one of those people who was like like on the verge of just like exploding right you know what i'm saying so yeah let's let's we'll use that as the example the subtronics four or five years ago those level those level of guys <laughs> i would say uh and this isn't really so much dubstep more as it is you know like a bass music but uh i don't know if you know josh teed i do not yeah josh teed plays violin and uh he is like you know when you get into the world of music like closey and of the trees and people like that like um so he's that bracket yeah he's he's in that free form area he's doing world like world music and bass music combined and world music is just like all kinds of instruments and stuff like that and he's uh you should definitely uh check him out after this. i will because i thought i love closey i'll send you i'll send you uh i'll send you a track that'll fucking probably knock your socks off but that kid, oh. that kid is, you know, he's a great guy. He's got the personality, stage presence is there. His music is unique, but like still, like it's got that heaviness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's one person I think that's really going to go far. Uh, Raven Schoon is another guy, but he's a little bigger. Raven Schoon I think is in like I think I don't know fifteen k range as far as followers go. I think I might have followed him on Twitter because I, f- I vaguely remember somebody having a, ra- a Raven as their. Uh, he's a uh, he's profile. he's definitely gonna blow up. He just was on tour with Peekaboo. Oh shit! Okay, so you know what I mean. Like, and he was he was up there on the lineup every every show pretty much. Dude, you want to talk so, about a blow up Peekaboo? Yeah, Bob Tunde threw him on the map. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That was crazy. I still like. I still think that Maniac is the better song. Out of like, I don't know. There's some. I like Maniac. 
I like Maniac better. Maniac, well. Maniac did something to me the first time I heard it and continues to do something to me. Honestly, I think it's the snare and the hi-hats. I think that's what does it because it's just like, you know, it just it's there to ruin you, but you're going to love every second of it. Yeah, Peekaboo. Peekaboo is nutty. I've only ever seen him once. Yeah, I literally just saw him at Lost Lands. That was, that was the only time I ever seen him. He's making some fire music. Yeah, he is. He's making some fire. If you, uh, have you heard his song with uh, ISO XO? Yes. Power move. ISO XO is pretty cool too. He's got yeah. like high, his hybrid trap, which is like, you know, like a dubstep trap hybrid that's just like, that shit is fire. You ever you ever listen to Heritage? Oh yeah, yeah. I like I like him. Yeah, Heritage is gas too. Yeah, big fan. Or was it Resurrect? R Z R K T. I'm not sure. Off the top of my head. If you if you're looking, he literally has a song called Annihilate. If you want to get Annihilate, throw that dude on. He's in, he's insane. Yeah, I'll check it out. Oh man. Damn, dude, we kind of blew through the questions really quick. That's cool. We tell talked me, about it. We tell me about, about your day, bro. <laughs> tell me about your day. Besides doing Thailand in the dark, <laughs> that's pretty much it right now, man. We were uh, we were sanding. Uh, it's a Monday. Mondays are always a little tougher. Yeah, but, you know, got the caffeine in me and fucking got it done. Here dude, we are, dude. I I definitely have a caffeine problem right now. I'm up to I'm drinking oh, yeah. I'm drinking three rains a day. That cannot be good. Yeah, I drink bangs, so I, mm. I get it. Yeah. Mm. Bangs make me crash. Bangs make me crash, Do dude. They? I, yeah, hard. Like I can I can usually handle like a like a coffee crash. But dude, yeah. a bang just I'm just like pegged and then done. Yeah, they don't uh I don't I don't crash from them. Huh. I've definitely had times where I crash from them. But Nah, not usually. Well, I think does a trick for me. I think the key to to beating a caffeine addiction is to get good at our crafts, get paid well for them, and never have to work shitty manual labor jobs ever again. I think that's I think that's the secret to beating a caffeine addiction. That's true. I mean, my 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 craft is like late night. Probably need caffeine because if it's not caffeine, yeah. it's probably something worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave the caffeine addiction behind and graduate to a full cocaine addiction. <laughs> and that and that happens, man. That's no good either, you know. Yeah, drugs are fun, but drugs can drugs do a lot of hurt. Yeah, they do. Moderation, but, uh, though. Moderation is the key. Well. Fucking, <laughs> and you only learn that from a lot of nights of no moderation. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of lack of self control. Yep, and you're like, God damn, is that the sunrise again? <laughs> Fucking birds, man. <laughs> like, you're like, All right, who's got a cigarette? Nobody, God, all right. <laughs> oh, shit, man. So, uh, what do you got? You have any shows coming up in, in the area? I got uh I got nothing booked right now, but uh I had a busy last couple of months. I was in Denver and um up at Mount Pocono 
and uh, Harrisburg, I think, all in November. Um, right now, I'm just kind of just kind of grinding as far as like you know, just making new music and shit. Um, yeah. I'm about to, I I have an EP coming out in January, and then uh, I'm releasing like flips and dumb shit like pretty much every week until then. Okay. So, right do you now, ever do like live streams that people could check you out on? Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll like produce on Twitch, just like, you know, no, like only a couple people ever watch, but, uh, just, you know, I, uh, try, I like teaching. I actually have a lesson to do right after this, but, um, so I like just teaching people. I'm pretty open with any knowledge that I have. Um, and That's I just good. enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's so much simpler than, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's kind of complicated when you're first looking at it, but once you start to understand your software and, mm-hmm you know, like mix downs and stuff like that. Like it's way simpler than, you know what I mean? Than you, like, than I thought it was, or most everyone that I talked to thought it was. Well, it's like, uh, it's, it's like anything, dude. Like once you put the time in, you figure it out, you understand how the, how the things work and you're just like, you just, you just learn it, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah, understanding is definitely important. Yeah, understanding is one of the most important things in the world, and we don't have a lot of it these days. Nah, but uh, but hey, that's life, baby, sir. But yeah, dude, because like I don't know, like, I'm a I'm a typical Joe Rogan fan. I do comedy and I do jujitsu, and they kind the two do kind of parallel each other a little bit. In the aspect where it's just like you get tossed into the ring, you have no idea what you're doing. You're just gonna try your best and survive, whether for for five minutes of stand up, five minutes of a roll. But once you once you do it long enough, you literally you figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Because everybody has their own little flavor in jujitsu. Everybody has their own flavor in comedy. You know, so it's just like, you know, what are the yeah. problem solving? Yeah, because that's literally the secret to everything. I think is figuring it the fuck out. Yeah, pretty much. If you if you break it down like that, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I'd say even thinking about it music wise, like it's all just problem solving. You know what I mean? If I have what do I you know I can hear something's wrong. Obviously, it's a problem. How do I fix it? And then that knowing how to fix it, and just like every time that problem comes up. Is uh, I think just what gets you more and more comfortable in whatever you do. Just like I can do that, no problem now, dude. I don't. Know, I like. I like. Uh, I like doing things. I don't want to say that marry each other, but definitely parallel each other. Because like, if it feels like to me, like it, in my life, it makes me feel like I'm on the right path when I can look at everything that I'm doing and they all share similar qualities with each other. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know. No, I agree. I, I can agree with that. Because like how like I was I was always one of those dudes who like never knew what they wanted to do because like how do you how do you know what you want to do? You might not know what you want because you haven't tried it yet, you know? I've always yeah. I've always been in that like uh analysis paralysis phase most of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, but now it's just like I'm doing stuff and I enjoy it. And now I'm showing this. Now I'm being shown the similarities between the things that I have been doing and the new things. I'm just like, well, this has to mean something, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Like it's just about being happy. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out getting that joy in. 
I don't know. I yes, that is important, but I feel like as, as well with any other like human emotion, it's fleeting. Happiness is only as uh, permanent as you allow it to be. You know, it's just like yeah, I'm I'm happy with what I do most of the time, but obviously, mm. you know, everything sucks at some point. Like I drove yeah. up, I drove up to a, I drove up to New York for five, a five minute set for an empty room and no money. Six and a half hour round trip, five minutes of time just to say I performed in New York. <laughs> it was, it's was like I did not enjoy that, but but it's good for your resume. It's good for the resume, and it's just yeah, it's I, good. You can't you can't constantly win, you know. So that would have been my third show in New York, and the first two were killers, you know. And it's like you you got you got to get punched in the face every once in a while, so you don't like it. Just, you gotta gotta maintain that balance of. Yeah, no, I agree, man. You could nobody 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 always wins. Well, very few people do. And the people who very, always win are fucking cheating. <laughs> in most cases, I would yeah. say so. In most cases, for sure. Looking at you, yeah, Jeff no, Bezos. Uh, I I agree with that. You know what I mean. Uh, we all we all definitely lose sometimes, and everything does suck sometimes. You can love your job, but you can love what you do. But sometimes, man, it's just uh, sometimes you can't find that joy in it. But yeah, and plus, like anything worth doing isn't easy, right? Yeah. It's like, I would agree with that too. Because like you have to be able, like if every if everything. Like if making music, doing stand up, if all that was easy, like there would be a lot more people doing it and making careers out of it. But it to like, I'm I'm seeing people in the comedy industry who've been doing comedy for ten plus years and they're not getting out of the local scene. And you're just like, damn, like you're still going. Like, a that's inspiring, but b you're just like, where like where's the cutoff line? You know, and a lot of it's like, a lot of it's talent or a lot of it's like, not talent, but like dedication to becoming more talented. Damn. A lot of any, any, anything in entertainment too is, is, you know, talent is, you know, depending on the craft, maybe 50% of it. Yeah. The rest of it is networking, marketing. You know what I mean? Like luck. In my case. Yeah. A lot, a lot of luck. Luck is a fucking, a big factor. So, you know, I think I told, I think I made a joke to somebody one time that like in music, like talent is maybe maybe ten percent. But again, there's ten other things like like you said, like luck, fucking who you know, stuff yeah. like that. Stuff like that makes a big difference. The step, you know, marketing yourself. How are you promoting yourself? All of these things. Like you could make the best fucking music in the world, but if nobody ever hears it. You, you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to go anywhere. And even if a little bit of people hear it, you're never going to go anywhere. Like, like, so, like some potent, pretentious, like genius level producer. He's just like, I only allow people to come over to my house and we do uh, album listening. So that's the only way my music gets out. Because I don't want any random dude just to hear my genius. <laughs> uh, there might be some guy out there. There, ha- like there has to be. Like, that would be cool. Like a little exclusive, but I'm just like at the same time, you're just like, bro, come on, just drop the album. Put it'd, it on be cool. <laughs> it'd be cool if it was good. I feel like most people that are like that probably aren't making anything worth hearing. Yeah. In most cases. 
Yeah. It's definitely there's definitely some crazy kid out there though who's like orchestrating symphonies in Ableton, just like the most beautiful shit, like yeah. Beethoven of our generation. There's somebody out making there. seven lines look like a bitch. Yeah, making everybody <laughs> look like a bitch. Yeah, what the fuck is this? I feel like Tycho was like the one of the first people to do that, to really utilize. Because what he he invented surround sound, didn't he? Was I have it? no idea. Oh, okay. But it was like I thought. Like I thought Tycho might have been like the wow. That's not true. Because Spangler does does his own weird thing. I don't know. I don't have opinions, dudes. I just have half cock thoughts, and they just kind of they ramble out of my mouth before I can fully formulate them. That's cool, man. I get that. <laughs> ADHD out the ass. Speak then think. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> were you a? Were you a, a? What is it? A class clown? Is that is that how you would say it? Nah, man. I, I for most of my years, I I actually really enjoyed school, like learning and shit like that. Mm. Fucking certain classes. I mean, some classes suck, but you know, try to get the most out of out of everything. Like, but my like physics classes and engineering classes that I took and chemistry, all that shit. I found that stuff pretty interesting. So I try to be pretty involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was not a good student. Not whatsoever. It's all right, man. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. That the way, and the way that schools teach people, you know what I mean? Isn't for everybody either. Like, no, this system. was definitely me. This was definitely yeah. me. <laughs> I was like, I was good in the classes that I had interest in, you know. But if I if I lost interest, I'm done. Like, don't ask me to read a book. Don't ask me to read, write a paper. Especially, don't ask me to find why. <laughs> imagine if, uh, imagine if schools did like fifty percent less like mandatory and like fifty percent more elective. So like you could. You know what I mean? Instead of having to take, you know, English, like obviously you know how need to know how to read and write, but do I really need to read Shakespeare? You know what I'm saying? I will say, I will say yes. I think I think learning the classics is is one of the most important things because I feel like I feel like we're we're seeing that now is that we don't know what we were doing before this. And I think because I'm I'm a big history guy, and I think learning history is the way to not repeat its fuck ups and you get that you get that through classic literature i agree with that to to some to some extent and how like how like i I see where you're going though with like the with the with the lack of mandatory state mandated classes did i just say mandatory mandated classes something like that jeez jeez, dude it's my first day talking out here sorry failed english (laughs) but um it's like Kids are going to take advantage of that. We're just like, yeah, I'll just elect to take gym class six times a day because that's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, but they Easy wouldn't day. let you do that, obviously. But you know, because I don't, I don't know. It's like I like education does need a reform, but it's just like, how do you, how do you do it? Because like, yeah, yeah. The, above like, my pay grade. Yes, yeah, seriously, I'm like, my brain is killing me just trying to formulate a, a beginning of a thought here yeah it's way above my pay grade it's like it would have to be like certain things like you have to hit and only a certain like you can only like maybe choose like a certain number of cat like 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Did your school teach you about taxes? <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think no. We there was was a personal finance. That's what the class was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an it was an elective. It was an elective. It was an elective. <laughs> and the only thing we talked about taxes, it was a, it was part of like this real life simulation that we had on the computer. And that was the only thing about taxes that we learned about. Yeah, that should be a mandatory class. Yeah, yeah. Man, like definitely like learning real life skills should be mandatory. Like how to pay 100%. your taxes, how to like they uh I remember the only thing I learned about taxes uh, not in an elective was uh, about an equation, like some stupid fucking equation that I probably would never even be able to use. Like if I took my income for the year, Hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then like figure out what my taxes are. Right. But I don't think it was actually a tax question. I think it was literally just like a A math question, a fucking figurative math question. Yeah. Show your work. Solve for X. Yep. Tony made $85,000 this year. His state tax bracket is 12%. The federal income tax bracket is 17%. How How hard did he he get fucked? Yeah. yeah. The answer is very, very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like because I didn't learn shit about credit. You know, I, I just knew that I just knew that if you were in debt, and you didn't pay it back, your credit score went down. <laughs> but there's like people people make businesses off of just knowing the credit system. Yep. And like how to how to finesse it. And I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, all 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 money is technically 97% of all money is just credit, like in the world. So well, but, yeah, we we are we are a couple quadrillion dollars in debt at this point, probably, right? We're we're past trillion. I think. Yeah, man, it's all it's all numbers on a computer and then uh different countries print their money and they owe that money and yeah, it's crazy, uh it's a crazy concept. And now yeah. we're getting even crazier with crypto. You follow any of that? Uh, I'm not into it, but I um you know I'm I know what it I'm aware of it. I know I know what it is. Dude, my roommates have gotten fucking lucky on the dumbest of things. Like my, so do you, you ever hear about these NBA top shot cards? It's basically like the, like a digital sports card, the first round of like an NFT, right? Yeah. Dude, this guy, this guy, my roommate just fucking dropped, he might've dropped like maybe like 500 bucks on these packs, but then he gets two LeBron James cards and they're, they, one was worth $50,000 after he sold it. Wow. Dude, dude walked away with like 20 K from a gif. A gift. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Cra- ah, that's a sense. crazy thing. I think. Uh, it's a, it's I think a, there's. I think there's good in that. I think that could put money. You know, help put money back in the pockets of the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, or it is a scam. Could be. I'm kind of more in line with the scam because, like, because like the, so the art industry in general is almost what I think it's like 90 95% for money laundering where somebody just paints a shitty picture and then pays out the wazoo but it's really like drug money or hit money whatever the hell's going on I think I just think that's the same thing with crypto it's, it's the new world order pushing for a cashless society 
<laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I don't know either, man. What does anyone know? Not shit. And anybody who tells you otherwise knows the least. Well, shit, dude. We're coming up to an hour and a half. It's been nice talking to you. It has been a great time. Now, have you listened to any of uh, any of my other episodes? Uh, I have not yet. Nah, that's okay. But uh, I, I, have a, I have an ending ritual. Uh, I like to end on positive affirmations. You know, good vibes, wise words, just something good to put out into the universe for people to hear. That's what you got. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Uh... Uh, the, the, the purpose of life is, is just to live. The hard part is, uh, is figuring out what that means for you. That's good. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an odd take. And not, not odd, not odd take, but like, that's a take I haven't heard before. Cause like, cause that literally, that's, that's one of those messages where you have to put the meaning behind, you know? Mm. You know, because a lot of times people come in like when I do mine, sometimes like I'm very direct because there's something on the forefront of my brain that I'm trying to tell myself that, you know, I just vocalize and it's very specific. But that's just like, no, here's the here's the picture scape. You figure it out what it means for yourself. That's cool. I enjoy that. Cool, man. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's uh, I've been I've been saying that for for years. But, uh, and it, you know, it's, uh, it's about putting the positive spin on that, but it, you know, uh, you can't help anybody that doesn't want to help themselves. So amen. it's up to you if you want to, you know what I mean? If you want to take that and put some kind of, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, think about it. What does that mean for, for you personally? Live. Can you repeat it? I want to see if I can try to get this out. The, the the purpose of life is to live. The hard part is figuring out what that means for you. Okay. So, like, what does that what is what does that mean for you to to live? To live. That's an interesting question for me right now because for like the first time in my life, like for for some odd reason, I just have this really strong urge to start a family. You know, like I, I've never really wanted kids before up until like this past year. I was just like, fuck it. Let's have, I want to have five kids. Let's have a big ass family. But uh, for me to live, I think it's just being able, you know, appreciating my family, appreciating my, like the people I surround myself with and loving them to, to, to death. And then just overall finding some semblance of joy in my day to day life. It's not an easy question to answer, man. That's like that's uh, that's like the best that I could probably come up with right now. Yeah, man, and it's deeper I, than that too. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, damn. Because like, because like, yeah, that you know, like, what is alive? Like, what is what is what is being alive? And that's I feel like that is so. That's like that varies from individual because like there with a million people, there's a hunt, there's a million realities. You know, because every life is entirely based off of perception. Yep. So it's just, oh, man. 
something to think know. about. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna ponder that because like, but I don't I don't think there is one answer. I don't think there is one answer even for like one person because no, there's not the the human experience is ever shifting and ever changing as well as myself and whoever would ever be thinking that. So it's like your my answer today might be different in five years, might be different tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So could be different in five minutes. Could be it probably will be like, hey, I'm never having kids. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very broad thing. And for me, like my my take about it is always like, you know, like I'm 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 breathing and stuff like that. But it, you know, what am I doing besides that? What's uh what's making me feel like I'm alive, you know? Again, just like trying to for me, it's just like day in, day out, just trying to find that that happiness, however fleeting it may be. But yeah, it's a never it's a never ending chase. Chasing the happy dragon. Yep. But it's like uh I feel like I feel like uh friction is necessary for me anyway. I don't know about know about yourself, but I definitely feel better about myself after overcoming a challenge. You know, challenges are amazing. Yeah. Because like, it's like, it's like, like going back to the problem solving, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, that's, that's where your true growth happens. I don't know. It's just like, there's, there's no more satisfying feeling than like solving a tough problem. Like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, dude. Gotcha. Dude. Like, and that could be as that could be as simple something as simple as like you're stuck in a boss in a video game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You fucking beat that boss finally. Like that fucking satisfaction from from fucking getting through that is just even on a small scale like that. You know what I'm saying? But having the mindset to appreciate the small scale things because mm-hmm. not everybody. And I think I feel like most people don't really notice the small things in life, the small W's that really can make or break a day. Yeah. You know, it was just like, I remember seeing this tweet a couple of years ago. It's like, did you really have a bad day or did you have a bad 20 minutes and then ruin your day thinking about those, those bad 20 minutes? 100%. It's like, I'm guilty of that sometimes. I mean, I'll fucking, everybody is. Yeah, man. Everybody, everybody is. We are human sometimes. and we're here to fuck up. 100%. But all right, dude. I've had a blast talking with you. I'm excited. I hope to uh hope to see you around. Love it. Like uh we're friends on Facebook now. I'll be seeing all your posts for future bookings and whatnot. Do you know when the CP is yeah. coming out? Uh so it's actually gonna come out on January 26th. Ooh, okay. Where yeah, it's yeah. Um uh, well, it'll be out every everywhere. It's called beautiful. Good Evening. Oh yeah. I'm You're very excited to listen to it. You're the first person I've ever told that. Ooh. Well, thanks, yeah, buddy. You get that fresh info. Get the fresh Fucking, drop. Yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty good. I think uh you'll probably like it. I like it a lot. Probably. I, I like your music. I think you're I think you're doing a great thing. Like I said, thanks, like man. you're unique as hell, and it's really hard to put a label on it, which I think is dope. Cause fuck labels. Who needs labels? Just create. 100%. Just create it. Uh, if people if people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If they don't, whatever. Yeah, it's it's what I shoot for. Yeah. As long as I'm happy. Hell yeah, dude. But um all right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Billy Hambridge, aka Jam L. 
<laughs> yeah. But seriously, dude, thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. But uh, after I hit stop hitting record, I'm going to take a picture of us uh, for the promotion and shit. So, all right. Beaten Walls Only, another episode in the books. See ya.